Welcome into another episode of the Dynasty Dogs. This is episode three, brought to you by Win Daily Sports. I am your host this evening, Michael Anthony, alongside my good old pal, Rich McAteer. Yo, what's going on? <laughs> Rich, we finally reached it. It's the first game of the preseason tomorrow night. Oh, thank How the Lord. How are you? <laughs> I'm just yeah. finally, I'm excited to see some football on the television. Yeah, same here. I mean, it, it's the Hall of Fame game. They really don't. You know, the starters don't really play. There's not a whole lot of vets. It's mostly just show time for the rookies, you know what I mean, and the, the borderline roster players. But this is like the most important time for us as, you know, dynasty fantasy football players is to see all the rookies and to see yeah. the guys that are coming up and who we think are going to play in two or three years. So this is these are important games for us. I know they're not important for uh, many people out there aside from the uh, third stringers that are getting the run, but – who was the uh, – I was trying to think of it earlier. Who was the Eagles wide receiver that was making all this noise in, like, the training camp and the preseason game and just flamed out? Oh, um, It's oh, bugging me. It? We'll come up with it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. But uh, tomorrow night we got the Browns versus the Jets. We're not, like I said, we're not going to see Deshaun Watson. We're not going to see Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to see uh, – I would imagine we're not going to see Garrett Wilson because he's got an ankle injury right now. Uh, but we will see Kellen Mond getting the start over Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And I imagine we're going to see a bit of Zach Wilson tomorrow. So we'll see what the Jets uh, get out of him. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see um, Zach Wilson and see what he's got um, after the Aaron Rodgers acquisition. See if he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Um you know, see if he's out there to prove that he's got something to maybe to other teams, um, to teams outside of the New York organization that, you know, look at this guy and they're like, wow, he's a young kid. Let's see. Uh, let's see what he's got. And let's see if we can bring him in possibly. Cause I think this kid's got a big arm. Um, just kind of got a raw deal in my opinion, but you think he got a raw deal. I mean, it's, it's hard to say someone got a raw deal when it's Aaron Rodgers. No, I just think, but even before that, he was kind of thrusted into a team that really wasn't, you know, decent. I always thought he should sit behind someone. Um, I didn't think he should have started right away, but they kind of picked him up and threw him right into the fire um, and said, here you go, kid. You know, the ball's yours. <laughs> He's, he was a what? He was a 22-year-old kid. He just turned 23. Coming uh, out of BYU. T- t- he came, turned 23 today. So he was a, a 22-year-old kid coming out of BYU just saying, you know, here's the ball. Go for it. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be exciting. It's, uh, it is going to it is going to be exciting. I do think it's going to be good for uh, Zach Wilson, like you said, to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for two years because that's what it looks like. Aaron Rodgers just restructured his deal or something like that as well. Did so, he? So, yeah. So at least they have him for two years and – Hopefully Zach Wilson is either going to sit behind him or they move him and see what they can get for him. You know? Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen is sit behind him or move him. I think, I think they're going to hold on to him because he's under his rookie deal. Mm -hmm. How much can you really, you know, get out of Rogers? I, you know, I'm not a Rogers guy. Um, I think maybe two years out of him, And by that time, maybe he's ready. 25 years old. Yeah. Right. Right. Do you think would you go out and buy Zach Wilson in a dynasty league, or would you kind of just more like a wait and see approach? I mean, if he's if he's cheap, why not? 
you know? And it's Superflex you... League. Say, for instance, I, I would actually like to look this up and before I ask you this, but I want to see like what people are paying for Zach Wilson. Because if it's super cheap, like, I don't know, if you throw like a second in a Superflex League, maybe I would do it if you're a believer, you know? Yeah. I, I'll look that up. But that's, yeah, that's maybe a, maybe a second. Let's see. Zach Wilson. And, of course, that didn't come up. But Kellen Mond also is an interesting one that's going to be starting tomorrow because he was a former first-round pick, if I'm not mistaken, correct, by the Minnesota Vikings and just never um, got anything. No, he he Calamondi was a third round pick. Oh wow, wow! Well, third round then. pick, sixty six overall, by the Vikings in twenty one. I could have sworn he was much earlier than that for some reason. Uh, I remember them thinking he was going to be the guy after um, Kirk Cousins, and then they kind of said "Slike" and moved <laughs> on from him. And now he's uh he's the backup for Deshaun Watson, which is, I mean, who knows. We'll see right. tomorrow, like what, what he's got. But looking at the Zach Wilson trade, somebody traded a first for Zach Wilson and <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Rashid. No, well, Wilson and uh, Rashid White, the running back okay. from Tampa. So it's not just Zach Wilson straight up. It looks like when people are getting Zach Wilson, it's in a package. So okay. somebody traded Ryan Tannehill for Zach Wilson in a second. Okay, so not just. Yeah, Yeah, not just Zach Wilson. He's mostly just a package deal. Mm -hmm. Damn, I can't believe I thought that Kellen Mond was a first-round pick. That is bad by me there. But um, (laughs) We don't make mistakes, man. It's okay. um, But there are a couple players besides Zach Wilson I'm going to be interested in looking at. It's uh, Cedric Tillman, the third-round wide receiver from the Tennessee Volunteers. 6'3", 215 pounds. He he looks – when I'm watching videos from like Brown's training camp that have been tweeted out, he looks so much bigger than yeah. everybody else, which is not, which is nice. Cause they don't really have that. I mean, right. Don people's Jones is also uh, a big body wide receiver, but I think he still looks bigger than him. So I think they do have a plan for him mm-hmm. and we'll see, you know, tomorrow if he's going to maybe be, you know, work himself into that third wide receiver option or, you know, Diamond People Jones is a free agent next year, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, the he's guy, definitely some guy. I want. He's someone I want to. I want to take a look at too. Very we uh, like interesting. The big body wide receivers. Hell yeah! And the other thing is, is like his best games were against the best competition in Bama and mm-hmm. uh, Georgia, which is right. something obviously we want to see. Right, right. Uh, the other guy I'm interested in looking at is uh, Izzy Abanaconda. The, uh, fifth round pick from Pitt. You know, we've talked about him before. It's a uh, fun name. Yeah. Big uh, NFL size, um, NFL speed. Apparently he ran like a four, like anywhere between a four, two, six and like a four, three something at the pro day. So he's got some speed. He's a home run hitter. Um, that backfield right now is kind of wide open because it, we're going to get to this later, but we still know, don't know what's going on with Brees Hall. We still don't know what's going on with Dalvin Cook. Can Izzy grab the reins in training camp as maybe the number two guy or the number three guy? We'll have to see because there's Zovian Knight 
and Michael Carter's still there. Yeah. I liked Michael Carter last year, but he seems like he's slipping down the uh, the old depth chart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do. Well, they're going to end up with like six running backs at some point. If right. they do sign down and cook. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. So, again, we got that game tomorrow. We gave you a few players that we're going to watch. You know, Zach Wilson, Cedric Tillman, Izzy Abanaconda. Uh, it, it's the Hall of Fame game. Hopefully nobody gets hurt because I know that field has always been questionable. So we'll see. We shall see. Uh, you want to go into some training camp heat, uh, <laughs> news? Well, before we get to that, how about that uh, DeAndre Hopkins? That goes right into our uh, oh, training yeah. camp news. Right. Um, so Since DeAndre, right. Obviously, has signed with the Tennessee Titans. Not a big fan of him signing there. Him being one of my favorite players of all time. Um, kind of watching a guy go to another team just for the money. I understand it, but Tennessee's not winning. I don't think Tennessee's got a shot in hell winning that division. Um, you know, and it's just, it, it stinks that he went there, but he is looking good. Um, according to uh, Jim Wyatt, a senior writer from TennesseeTitans.com, he looks like he can still get up and get the ball. You know, he's still making plays. And um, that's something that, you know, we all thought, I guess. Um Obviously, I never gave up on him because he's my guy. So he'll be pushing 45, and I'll be like, yeah, let's go. But, um, no, that's a good sign. Um, definitely that he still has what – you know, what is he, 31? Um, mm. That he still has it in him to go and, you know, go up and get the ball. So he might be a viable option um, in fantasy if you, you know, are in win-now mode or if you think you're just that player away because he's always been that playmaker, right? Um, right. So he's always been that guy to go up and get the ball. I think it was a couple, was it two seasons ago? He had like a 98% catch rating. That guy doesn't yeah. drop the ball. No, he's that's, got hands. That's one, right. That's one of the reasons why I love him. He would go up and get that ball no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and it seems like um, with that, there is a little bit of a quarterback competition. I thought it was going to be larger. I thought it was going to be a three-horse race. But um as of now, I'm not seeing too much with uh, Malik Willis. But as far as Ryan Tannehill, he went uh, sixty or 46 for 62 and 7 on 7s, mm-hmm. um, according to this uh, source from TennesseeTitans.com. And uh, Will Levis, he threw three consecutive touchdowns with the twos. So they're both looking sharp. That's in sharp. the red zone, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're both looking sharp. So, yeah, I haven't read. I've read some things about Malik Willis, and he's believe it or not, I've read that all three have been looking good. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I thought in the beginning. Of, like, what was it when the beginning of the training camp started? And now it seems like, you know, almost like they're they're the Ducks are starting to get in a row. You know what I mean? With Tannehill looking like typical veteran Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, I would think it's going to go Tannehill, Levis, Willis if they keep three quarterbacks. Um, they might with the way quarterbacks get hurt nowadays. I mean, look well, at- actually, you're right. They just um, they just passed that uh, that new rule mm-hmm. where you can have you can you can dress three quarterbacks and it won't affect your roster. So Thank the, the, the San Francisco Forty ers yeah. rule. Yeah, <laughs> um, they wind long enough. So yeah, I've read I've read like I was saying I've read that all three have looked good. Uh, will Levis has really turned it on in the past week. 
from my understanding. That ball comes out quick. When you're watching videos of him, highlights that ball has some it's zip to it right out of the yeah, game. Yeah, I was going to say it has some zip on it. Um, he's old, But he's a, he's been a big arm guy. Dude's jacked. I expected mm-hmm. him to, to you know get out there and you know fire the ball down there. It would have been it would have been a surprise if he threw you know went out there and was swinging a limp noodle. So had a noodle arm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess you know Tennessee in Tennessee's mind, they think they can go after it one final time. You know, think, with the veterans. Yeah, like you said, I I don't think they're dead in the water, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they're winning that division. I think it's. Uh, Jacksonville's division to take, yep. right? I was going to say that. Yep, it's going to be hard to get a wild card spot in the AFC. But I mean, we've seen Tennessee hang around in the wild card for a long time. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. always hanging around. Mm-hmm. They still have Derrick Henry. Whether that decline is coming or not, who knows? Yeah. Just they hanging around. Yeah, just running people over. <laughs> they asked him, "How many five-year-olds do you think it's going to take to tackle you?" He's like, "A lot." In my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's probably a lot. Because <laughs> five-year-olds can't coordinate like tackle no. that grown-ass <laughs> man. Uh, but another person I want to talk about quickly from Tennessee, um, the reports about him have been very good, but when I see videos of him, Traylon Burks looks explosive. He looks leaner than he did last year. And he looks healthy. He looks he's he's making big plays. He's going up, snatching it out of the air. That what Tennessee wanted him to be last year is what he's looking like right now. And I love it. Big trailer well, guy. Now let me ask you, do you think the arrival of DeAndre Hopkins affects um Burks positive to, positively or negatively? So I think it's positive. I in my opinion okay. it's positive. First of all, He's going to get the secondary coverage because you know that the main coverage is now going to DeAndre Hopkins. You would imagine, right? Right. I would say that that benefits him. And I would also say if he was a, like 70 plus 70% slot wide receiver in college, and then when he came to the NFL, they literally flipped it on its head. He was a 70 plus wide and 30% in the slot. I would okay. like to see them incorporate him more in the slot and have DeAndre out wide. So essentially, are you saying it's kind of like what we have here in Philly with A.J. Brown and Smith, a 1A and 1B? Mm-hmm. I think it's possible. I think okay. it's very possible. Now, I, I wouldn't put them on that like ilk, obviously. Right, right. De- uh, DeAndre's 31, Traylon's only 22, which is awesome. But I wouldn't put them in that same ilk. But I do think they're a very nice one-two punch in Tennessee. So, so would you say Hopkins is the one then? For right now, yeah. Okay. Uh, what better than learning from a guy like DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, right. Right. I mean, I said the same thing last year. With what better thing uh, to learn from Julio? But that didn't uh, turn out too well for him. So well, neither let's one hope of it... them were healthy. Yeah. Neither yeah, one of right. them were healthy. All right. So let's move on to the Dalvin Cook situation because we thought he was at Jets camp like two days ago. We thought it was all but a done deal and. Still nothing. Yeah, maybe he's just, you know, taking a sweet time and fielding his offers. You know what I mean? Like, you see guys now, it's the open. Do you think he's thinking the way we're thinking? So it's the opening of training camp. Guys are going down. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he's kind of weighing his options, saying, you know, why don't I wait it out, see if anyone gets hurt? I'm not in a rush to sign. 
maybe I can sign with a contender. Maybe I can sign with a proven team if someone goes down. And that mm-hmm. way he's like, hey, you know what? I, I got the Jets deal on the table right now, but let's see. Let's see what, what happens. I mean, it's definitely possible. I think it's come down to basic. I think Miami's off the table for one mm-hmm. reason or another. Um, I think it's down to the Jets and Patriots for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he kills <laughs> values for either Brees Hall or Ramondre Stevenson if he goes there. Yeah. Um, I did see, speaking of the Patriots, that Zeke visited there the other day, but that's about all I heard of it. It mm-hmm. was like a blip in the Twitter Twitter sphere. Um, yeah, I think that does put a big, you know, rain cloud over Ramondre Stevenson and um, Brees Hall because it's like, you know, it's looming. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I was never really high on either one of those guys. You know that, um, obviously, with you know the Patriots not really running the ball, and then Hall getting hurt. Obviously, he's hurt now, so it's like, is this a reoccurring theme? Um, but still, some guys are super high on both of them. But now it's like, like I said, it's a rain cloud, You're kind of waiting for you know the storm to start and see where it goes. Because you know, I think Cook's still a number one guy in my opinion. It's just the the you know way the NFL is today with the running back you just use them up and get rid of them mm-hmm. oh yeah you know, we're gonna just, talk about that later too yeah, <laughs> his rookie deal and then he's out um but I don't there's nothing been proven to say that he's done or he's washed it's just you know money essentially I so I obviously last week if you listen to the episode I put Brees house Brees house <laughs> Brees Hall <laughs> In the doghouse, meaning somebody that I'm avoiding uh, for this year. I, like I said, it's that you like you said, it's that rain cloud. What am I doing here? You know what I mean? Am I trying to buy Dalvin Cook because Breeze is going to miss time? Am I getting rid of Ramondre Stevenson because Dalvin Cook is going to ruin his time? Like, what am I doing now? Again. Those two are Brees Hall and Ramondre are both very young running backs, right? I would not panic and sell one of them cheap because a 28 year old came and joined their team. Right. You know what I mean? I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell them, but if, excuse me, if I'm in a startup, I'm you're thinking, you're thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. I'm seeing who else is, is up in the, uh, up in my queue or who's, you know, who's the next name up there because there's a chance I go, you know what? I'll go with a, a Joe Mixon mm. over, um, you know, Brees Hall. Or I'll so go let me with, ask, you know. Go let me ask you this. If you're a contender, and obviously Dalvin Cook hasn't signed anywhere, whether you're a Brees Hall or Ramondre Stevenson over uh, owner, are you going to give up a second for Dalvin Cook? That's a good question. Uh or second. if you're a contender, would you do a late first or a late second? If I'm a contender, I'd give up a late second for Cook. Mm-hmm. I would, you I know, I, I would, would give up. I would give up a yeah. I would give up a second for Cook, um, just because I think he's got what it takes to put you your team over. Um, he scores. He runs. He runs hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, catching. Yeah, and he's going to demand you know to be on the field. That's what I think, and I. Like I said, I think that takes away from, you know, Stevenson and Hall that he's going to want to be on the field. So I'm looking at some Dalvin Cook trades. People have given up a 2024 second for him. Um, 
He's been in a couple different packages. I'm looking for more just like, okay, Dalvin Cook for Tyler Lockett. I think I would take Tyler Lockett just because mm-hmm. of the PPR. Uh, well, Dalvin Cook for Jonathan Mingo. I don't know. That's essentially, with, with, that's essentially with you a saying, second round pick. Yeah. Um, with Lockett, you got your boy showing up there, so his production could be going down. We'll get to that. Um, and then I, the last one I saw is Dalvin Cook for a second and a third. So essentially, we are talking about getting Dalvin Cook for a second round pick. Yeah, a second and a third seems like. I mean, when you really when you get out of the second round pick and when you get out of the second round in rookie drafts, you're kind of it's, taking it's, flyers and throwing darts at the board, taking your guys basically. <laughs> yeah, right. So if it's worth it to you, yeah. If you're Definitely. trying to win, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you're just worried about Brees Hall, you know what I mean? Because they're still, they're, they're he's still on the pup. He's not practicing. Yeah. I'd be a little concerned. You know, maybe he misses the first week, first two weeks. Right. Dalvin Cook, you know, Dalvin Cook could keep you afloat, you know, for a second round pick. Yeah. Um, what do you want to get into next? Fields and DJ Moore? Yeah. You're a, you're a big DJ Moore guy, so. Yeah, I'm a Moorsman. Yeah. Apparently that connection has been working out tremendously. Apparently I've been reading for beat reporters. He's just taking slant rounds to the house, which is awesome. I mean, again, they're not tackling. So who knows right. if that would have been different in a game situation. But it, I've seen videos of them taking deep shots and him coming down with it. It's awesome. I'm loving it. <laughs> So for me, it would be more of if Josh Fields develops the ability to throw the ball. I think think he's a better thrower than you give him credit for. I mean, he hasn't really shown it. I mean, you know, last last year he was – he definitely underperformed throwing-wise, right? Like he was just – Who did he have at wide receiver? Who is his offensive line? They upgraded both those positions. No, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying he's doomed, but I'm saying I definitely already know what DJ Moore is. You know what I mean? He was a solid wide receiver. Yes. So I know I'm not worried about that. I'm more or less concerned on how Justin Fields develops and he can. I'm not saying he can't. Like you said, they upgraded the offensive line. They got him even better wide receiver. I definitely thought Claypool was going to work out. Doesn't seem like that guy even wants to play football. Um, (laughs) They just locked up uh, Cole Komet. So mm-hmm. he's Which got is surprising. His, yeah. He said, yeah. But um, he's got his, you know, his guy. They brought in guys for him. So let's see now if he can develop and throw that ball. You know, he they had mm-hmm. a Darnell Mooney who was who was good. He got hurt. I know that. But he was, yeah, I like him. Yeah, he was a good deep threat. Um, and so now they're pretty much saying, you know, you don't have an excuse. We're giving you all these guys go out there and prove that you're just not a, you know, a runner that throws the ball sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I do like Justin Fields, but like I said, to me, he's got a lot to prove on the throwing end. Fantasy wise, he's great for your fantasy team, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, he puts up points. He actually, I picked him up in a redraft last year. I when that, I, I think it was a game or two before he put up that fifty pointer, and I was like, yeah, thank God I called that guy. Um, and then ever since then, now it's like he skyrocketed into the top conversation for fantasy football guys. And I think rightfully so, but like I said, he's got to prove it with throwing the ball and those videos on Twitter have been nice. 
Yeah. They have really been nice. Yeah. Really, really been nice. He had a nice deep throw to DJ <laughs> that just landed right in the bucket. You couldn't right. have handed it to him any better. It was great. Right. Uh, I've been seeing that the odds for Justin Fields winning MVP have gone up. <laughs> to what? Impre- oh, I don't know. I just keep saying, seeing that they've been spiking the past few weeks. Okay. Which is, I mean, hell. I, I already just a quick. You locked in a bet for that already? Uh, no, I already locked in one for Jalen MVP. I put, um, I did a, a nice uh, ten dollar guy for Jalen to win MVP, Justin um, Jefferson to win Offensive Player of the Year, and Max Crosby to win Defensive Player of the Year. Ten bucks will win me thirty three grand. So, uh, <laughs> damn. Oh, is that yeah. the? Uh, is that like a parlay? Yeah, three. Yeah, three legger. <laughs> damn, that's. Damn, you, That'd be mean, nice. you have a shot. You have a shot. <laughs> Max Crosby's um, my guy. So I know the answer to this because I've seen you do it in our startup. Would you take Fields over Lawrence? Or would you take Lawrence over Fields? I'm taking Lawrence to the moon because I think that's where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. I think personally it's a, it's it's a tougher decision than i think you're giving it credit for because Justin Fields does offer you that rushing ability that Trevor Lawrence does i mean have but not as but for how long we're talking we'll longevity I mean, we'll see but i am loving that Fields to more connection right now yeah it's it's the buzzword around twitter mhm definitely no it is it's a, it's a nice connection i hope you do i hope it, it works out for him I'm just, I need to see more. See more who? Yeah, no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's talk about our Philadelphia Eagles, shall we? (laughs) They have been looking good on the offensive side. Yeah, spicy is right. (laughs) Um, Jalen Hurts has apparently... The past, you know, for four practices, he's 46, 48 to 60, four touchdowns with an 80% completion percentage. That's from Elliot Shore Parks, Philadelphia beat writer. And Elliot also states that there has been, so since 2017, he that was the best quarterback play he's seen in training camp. He thinks that Jalen Hurts in four practices has already surpassed that. Like he is the new standard. Do you think it's true? Man. Um Yeah. I think I think so. That's um, high that's that's high praise because, you know, Carson essentially took us to the Super Bowl that year. Well, I and mean I if you we weren't there, but <laughs> if you look look at it this way, so he says since the seventeen um since seventeen went. Seventeen went, right, came out was the second in um, MVP behind Brady mm-hmm. took us to the Super Bowl. Obviously we know how that ended. He got hurt. Um, your boy, Nick Foles came in, won us the trophy. Then fast forward all these years, last season, Jalen comes we were in questioned. Yeah. We were questioning Jalen hurts last year. Right. But came in second to MVP mm-hmm. took us to the Super Bowl. So kind of same blueprint. Unfortunately, we know the, the, the outcome, the outcome was different. Right. But so with that said, you know, they're kind of the same blueprint, but I think Jalen's just, I think Jalen's obviously he's better. Um, He's got more to work with. He's got a better team around him, but 
I just think number one, he mentally he's better. Um, he's got the edge. He's got the intangibles that you can't, you know, you can't just teach a guy. Um, you know what Enzo that, and Cass used to say, and you can't teach <laughs> that. <laughs> Had to throw in some wrestling. Love the love the WWE quotes. Um, no, he's just he wasn't thinking about duck hunting. He was thinking about hunting down some touchdowns. So, um, I think, dude, we're we're in for it. Um, we're mm-hmm. in for a nice long, you know, awaited time to be on top for years with um with Jalen. And that's a lot for me to say because Jalen year one, I was so far out I couldn't be couldn't be further out. And just when I thought I was out, he pulled, pulled me back, back in. in. <laughs> um Yeah, dude, I'm excited. It seems like the I've seen reports that it's AJ Brown, it's Devontae Smith, it's Dallas Goddard. It seems like all three of those guys have been hot in training camp so far, which is awesome, especially mm-hmm. for Dynasty, because we're going to get into our top 12 wide receivers. I believe two of those guys are mentioned in mm-hmm. this. Um, dude, I retweeted a video of Devontae Smith running the ladder drill. Oh, my God. <laughs> His <Yeah>. feet were moving. <laughs> I, t- I retweeted it. I said I would have broken both of my ankles multiple times. <laughs> there is no <laughs> doubt in my mind. <laughs> There is no doubt. He is a bad man. He's fast. He's got he quick, lightning quick feet, man. He is mm-hmm. quick. But I am excited for the Eagles offense, uh, for you know being Eagles fans, and of course, dynasty, uh, you know dynasty outcomes. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is a top four dynasty quarterback, <laughs> or in your case, top two. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to that eventually in a later date. Um, we both have. Devontae and A.J. Brown in our top 12. We'll get to that. Correct. And Dallas Goddard's obviously a top 12, I would say. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, the Eagles have become a main hub for fantasy football. It's awesome, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a, What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. never. Th- not us. Who would have thought <laughs> we would have had two top 12 wide receivers? Not us. <laughs> no. Because we came from the James Thrash days. Oof. And Todd Pinkston. Oof. Freddie, the people's champ. Oh, I got, a Jordan, I got a Jordan Matthews jersey hanging in my closet. Ooh. Do you? Yeah. Ooh. I had a James Thrash jersey. It's fine. Oh, God. I love them. I have no idea why. <laughs> but let's get, let's get into, let's get into uh, Jonathan Taylor. What the hell is going on there? So, in my opinion, it kind of was like, so Daniel Snyder passed the baton. On to Jim Irsay and being the worst uh, general manager or owner slash owner there could possibly be. Mm-hmm. This guy can't get out of his own way. He can't. He just. He needs to stay up. off Twitter. Yeah, yes. Stay off Twitter. So like, first of all, I think the agent and Jim Irsay are wrong. Right. I don't think that this should have been as public as it is because it puts a bad light on Taylor and it puts a bad light on the Colts organization. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't think we needed all that extra, you know, internet drama on a right. Tuesday night. Do you think now, do you think it's kind of like 
um, JT taking, you know, taking one for the team and standing up for the running backs. Cause you know, we, we heard a couple, I guess a week or two back that all the, the guys were in like a group message about, mm-hmm. you know, what to do about the position and stuff like that. So maybe he was, you know, sticking up for the guys, but it was kind of like, it was like out of nowhere. Like he just like Ursay just came out and was like, just started talking. I'm like, what are you doing? Why, why are you like, he like woke up that day and was like, you know what? I'm going to choose my best player and just attack him for no reason. He and says no one treats the players better than the Colts organization. Do you remember Andrew Luck? Do you remember him? <laughs> that dude dipped. Did they, yeah, because he was like just tired of getting his ass kicked every damn day. <laughs> and that's what Jonathan Taylor essentially has been doing for the past three years. He right. has been their bell cow. He's been by far their best offensive player. He's my top three dynasty running backs. We'll see what happens this year, where he goes, if that changes anything. I think he's a stud. I think that the Colts are stupid for not paying him. because I know you don't pay running backs. I get that. Right. But you have a rookie quarterback who is not a developed passer as of yet. Right? So I think there's nothing more beneficial for him than a top five running back in this league to hand it off to him. I can see that. The dump offs. You know what I mean? I would want to put everything. We've seen it here in Philadelphia. We don't put, we didn't put the talent around the quarterback Mm -hmm. and it ended up flaming out on us. Right now. I could see what you're saying with that, but I also think, you know, with Richardson coming in, that changes the complete dynamic of the whole scheme, the whole yeah, offense. We've had this discussion. Yeah. yeah we've we're going to have, discussion. we're going to have a new head coach. You're going to have um, a whole new quarterback, whole new system, um, mm-hmm. a, di- a different style quarterback at that, you know, a running quarterback. Um, so I think that could change his production. And last year he didn't really have that decent of a fantasy year. Um, he was hurt though. It wasn't yeah, like right. it was healthy Jonathan Taylor. It, it wasn't you know a I mean? t- it wasn't a year before where he was, you know, lighting it, it was up. The number one guy. Yeah, he was the yeah. number one running back in football. Right. My, which argument was... to you, my argument to you is the new coach over there, Shane Steichen, used to be the offensive coordinator here, right? You could say I would say obviously Jalen Hurts is a better passer than Anthony Richardson is right now, right? But we've seen Shane Steichen be effective with a running quarterback and a running back. Right, Miles Sanders mm-hmm. had his best year last year. Now, even with Jalen Hurts taking with, a lot of rushing and a lot of rushing touchdowns, with that, I do think there is something to say about a running back in their in their contract year because it always seems like they have a, the greatest year of their whole life, like Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. like Josh Jacobs. So maybe it's extra motivation that it's like that. I don't know. I that's what I mean. Like if you could, if John, if they could get Jonathan Taylor out there. Could you imagine if it ends up working out relatively close to what they had here in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders? I think you can multiply what Miles Sanders did by like mm-hmm. 20 because yeah. Jonathan Taylor is that good, that damn good. Yeah, I guess, I yeah, I guess we'll have to see. I saw something today that, you know, watch out for the Chiefs as a possible trade partner because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. didn't mention that Jonathan Taylor did request a trade, which – I guess it's looking like it's eventually going to happen, but Ursa saying no, so who knows? But right. the Chiefs, somebody tweeted out the Chiefs are a, like a sleeper to get him, and it would be a great thunder and a lightning approach to Isaiah Pacheco. And I'm thinking to myself, like, 
There's no way Isaiah Pacheco is touching the football, Jonathan Taylor. No, no. Yeah, I think. By the way, real quick, if they do get him, what a slap in the face to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Because wasn't Hilaire drafted before Taylor? It's that same draft. Well, that's something I'd have Let to look at. Let me go back and look. But tell me what you think. Um, I think it could happen, but I, I look at it this way. You know, you are working for a boss who treats you like crap. He's you're gonna want to go. You want to want out and find a new job, and that's exactly what he's doing. I don't blame him for you know saying he doesn't want to play there. This isn't the first time Jim Irsay has said something stupid. They drafted a quarterback, and they're like, "Well, oh, do you want me to go get another quarterback? What are you doing? Like, stop! Put your phone down." Clyde Edwards Hilaire was taken number 32, first round pick mm-hmm. to the Kansas City Chiefs. Jonathan Taylor went 41. Ooh. Hate when that happens. Yeah. Could you go back in time and fix that by getting Jonathan Taylor now? Hmm. Well, we're 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 very well versed with that. Um with you know, with with Kamara, with Kamara getting drafted and we we take Donnell Pumphrey or Justin Jefferson, cool. obviously, and taking uh Jalen Rager. So we're uh, we're masters of that, is, that art. One more thing about Jonathan Taylor asking for a trade. It's going to be hard for the Colts to find a trade partner who's going to want to give what they're going to want because I imagine it's going to be somewhere you know, something decent, you know, and then mm-hmm. have to pay Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be hard because yeah. teams like we, we've been talking about, they don't want to pay the running back. So right. who's going to trade for him and then pay for him? Pay for him. Yeah. That's that's a tough predicament. Uh, you want to move on to our next topic? Sure. How about those Seahawks running backs? What what's in the water over there? Because Kenneth Walker <laughs> coming back in a while was the quote. A while. What did, what did that mean? What did that mean? And then Zach Charbonnet out indefinitely. What is happening? Uh, I don't know if they, they're not trying to give out information, but I think we can see one of those veteran running backs landing in Seattle soon. It seems like it. Whether it be Zeke, whether it be uh, Fournette. Um, Kenny McIntosh isn't a bad running back, though, the rookie from Georgia. They drafted two running backs in this draft. They drafted Charbonnet and they drafted McIntosh. Um, McIntosh is solid. He's more of a pass catcher, which is obviously what Seattle kind of likes to do. So we'll see. I, I do agree. I do think they're going to bring somebody in if neither one of them are healthy to start the season because they have too much firepower on that team right. to let it, you know, let it go. And they got to keep up with the Niners. Yeah. Those goddamn 49ers. Um, <laughs> yeah, McIntosh is good, but I thought it would kind of be, you know, the one-two punch of um, Walker and Charbonnet. But now, like you said, they got these these vague-ass, uh, you know, a while or indefinitely. We don't know what that means. So, Don't they know as us fantasy players, we need to know this. We Our need to know. Coming up. Dynasty, no, no, they, <laughs> Dynasty's they, already happening. <laughs> Our dra- our startup was like a month and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf. Yeah. By the way, I, I forgot to even write this down. Speaking of like injuries, Cooper Cup got hurt too. <sighs> God, yeah, I'm, I'm out on the cup. <laughs> Your cup, not over the There's guys I would take over. No. <laughs> There's guys I would take over him just with this injury history anymore. I think he's given you all about, you know, what he could give you anymore. You think so? Yeah, I think he's getting up there. Um, he was kind of like yeah. a late bloomer. 
True. That is true. We will talk about him a little later on. He's he's a topic in my top 12. Okay. He's in there. Not in the top 12, but he's a part of it. I'm excited. Um, he's on the outside. He's looking in. <laughs> One last thing we'll talk about in this news is Javante Williams. That dude, like, destroyed his knee. He had, like, every possible tear you could have. And he's back. No restrictions. I've seen videos of him going out catching passes. They're not restricting him at all. It's great. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Um, So, in redraft right now, he's going as the pick 77, which puts him uh, the sixth round, I believe it is. Right? Seventh. I'm not a mathman. Divided by 12. Yeah. Six <laughs> Divided by 12. <laughs> so the middle of the six. Like the middle of the six round in redraft. Um, if I feel comfortable with what I have going to that, I think I would take a flyer on him. Definitely. I wouldn't take him where he was taken last year. But mm-hmm. sixth round in the middle of sixth round. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I like Javante a lot. So, again, I know we've talked about that I avoid the guys with ACL injuries, but at cost, that's not bad mm-hmm. in the middle of the sixth round. No, sixth round, but, like, who uh, are you really Hall. taking there anyway? Brees Hall is like the second or third round. I, I couldn't do that. Right. If I stack my team correctly, I would take a flyer on Javante. Right. No, yeah, six in the middle of six. Hell yeah, I'm taking a flyer on him. Back end of the second? No, I'm not doing it. Right. I, he's interesting because last year before he got hurt, he had uh, 22 targets and 16 catches. So I broke that down. If the 16 catch, if he kept that like average going in four games. He would have had five and a half per game, so five and a half times 17. He would have had 93. Nope. Sorry. I did that wrong. He would have had 93 targets. His catches would have been 68. That's yeah. That puts him in the upper echelon of running back receptions. I think I had, yeah, he was fifth. He would have been fifth if he finished the season at his current average. Right. Which is impressive. Yeah. No, no, Especially yeah, you're right. in PPR leagues. Yeah, I would take a flyer on the guy. Yeah. All right, so you want to get into our top 12s? Yep. So what we're going to do – actually, I don't know why we keep calling it top 12. Why don't we call it our top dogs? Duh. (laughs) We didn't think of that. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) what we're going to do is uh, we're going to give our top four. I'm going to give my four, then Rich is going to give his four. We're going to highlight a player. And then we're going to kind of go over it, right? And then we're going to go, you know, five through nine and then so on. Five through eight, whatever. So my f- top four is Jefferson, Chase, Lamb, A.J. Brown. Do you have anything different? Okay, so I have Jefferson, Chase, Brown, then Lamb. Okay. So we're, we're you know, <laughs> four and five off. Not a big deal. Yeah. My, the only my thing... Question- I do have a question for you. We didn't talk about this before the show, but I do have a question for you. Is there a realm of possibility where you could swap Chase and Jefferson? 
Oof. No. No, not, not no, even I a think, little bit. I think Justin Jefferson's the best goddamn football player I think I've ever seen. And I've seen, yeah, I've seen Megatron. I've seen Randy Moss. You know, I've seen To. He is damn mm-hmm. good, dude. He is and damn I, good. Um, now I, I think fear, it's, it's close, but I don't think he'll ever take over one from from JJ. So, would we, if, let me ask you this: If we were to do it in tiers, right? Would he be in a tier by himself, or would you put Chase in a tier with him? I think he'd be in a tier by himself. Okay. Because that's always like the thing with tiers. Because me and you had talked about it briefly. Uh, would you put him in the same tier? So your answer is no. No, I think he's on a, a league of his own. My thing is, is that we don't know what we're going to have a quarterback in Minnesota next year. Okay. We know that Chase and Burrow are going to be attached to the hip for the next, hopefully, the next decade. So that I'm glad you said that. So that's exactly why I have Brown ahead of Lamb. Because of Jalen Hurts, um, yeah, because it hurts, and you know Dak looks like complete garbage um, out of camp. That's and, <laughs> well, you seen you seen what um, Trayvon Diggs? Did you see the video of him and Trayvon Diggs? See, people are overblowing that a little bit. Like, dude, when we played sports and we even scrimmaged against each other, everybody talks shit about everybody. It's not. I don't think it's I, a big deal that everybody. I think it's a big deal, it. man. I think when you show up your when you show up your quarterback, come on, as a team captain. I, I was that the ain't best looking. basketball player at St. Bart's, and I still talk shit. But <laughs> it's a little different than CYO league, I would say. I know. Um, sure. Fair. No, I. But even then, I think. I mean, Jalen Hurts is substantially substantially better than Dak Prescott. Um, I'm not sure how much Dak still has left in the tank. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Brown and Hertz just have that connection. Um, so that's why I have him three and CD four. So I have CD three and Brown four. the reason why is so last year, funny enough, lamb finished as wide receiver five, AJ Brown finished as six, not a huge difference. Uh, last year, Lamb had 156 targets, 107 receptions, 1,359 yards, and nine TDs. A.J. Brown had uh, 145 targets, 88 receptions, 1,496 yards, and 11 touchdowns. Obviously, the reception numbers are the ones that are off, is why Lamb ended up having a better season, right? Um, I think part of that is the Devontae Smith factor. There is no Devontae Smith in Dallas. There's no one close to Devontae in Dallas. I think Lamb and Dak, like you said, with Jalen and A.J. Brown have a good connection. I think Dak and Lamb have that connection. Honestly, I don't have an issue with you having Brown ahead of Lamb, but I do think I just prefer Lamb over A.J. Because of the Devontae Smith factor. Because of the Dallas Goddard factor. That's a fair point. All right, you want to give us your five through eight? So my five through eight, I got Amon Ra St. Brown at five, Garrett Wilson at six, I got Waddle at seven, and I got Devontae Smith at eight. Okay. Now for me, these guys, out of all these guys, I think um, – Amon Ra is going to be the guy, but uh, let's get into who do you got? Who do you got on yours? I've got Garrett Wilson at five, 
St. Brown at six, Waddle at seven, and Devontae at eight. Again, you and okay. I are <laughs> flip-flopping, you know, one spot each. Yeah. Um, Seems to be yeah, a theme. Yeah, but for me, I think Amon Ra is going to have a spectacular season. I think he's going to absolutely take off. Last year he had 106 um, receptions with 146 targets. 1161 yards, um, averaging 11 yards a catch. And I think my biggest stat that I found for him was he only had two drops in the entire season. That is, yes, his hands are incredible. Um, We Mm. spoke about Hopkins before with the 98% catch rate. This, that's damn near 99. Um, (laughs) He averaged uh, 15.7 fantasy points last season and was in the top 12 wide receivers five times last season i think he's due for a monster season um he's definitely going to go a little earlier than he did last year um his adp is 26.6 um which last year guys were getting him, you know deeper in the dress but um i think he's due for a you know a breakout season i think he could potentially be get as high as you know maybe in the in in the realm of uh you know top five let's see he could he or top top uh three he can fight for it i think he's going to have that good of a season so you think he's going to finish as a top five scorer in fantasy yeah. this year for wide receivers I, I definitely i don't really have an argument to that because he is a ppr monster right he catches everything that's what i'm saying he also gets targeted a lot you know yeah which is great. I have Wilson over Brown. Uh, again, this is another one where you're like you're splitting hairs to me, mm-hmm. honestly. Wilson last year was the offensive rookie of the year. He gets a quarterback upgrade. Last year he had twenty four point nine percent of the target share. Right. I don't think that drops. I think that only goes up. They really don't have a whole lot of passing options. I don't think Alan Lazard's a real factor. I don't think Randall Cobb's a real factor. No, 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 no. <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> I think Garrett Wilson has the chance to be a top three. I've seen ranks where he is a top three already for people, right? I'm not ready to put him there or no. a top four. I'm not ready to put him there, but I could see there being a time and maybe a year or two where he does move up, but I, I feel comfortable with him at five. Yeah, I'd like to see what he has with Rodgers. And then when Rodgers inevitably leaves, you know, where that puts him. And that kind of that's why I kind of steer away from him, just because I know Aaron Rodgers is inevitably going to be gone, and he's going to have to build a rapport with yet another quarterback. Well, he already um, had that rapport with Zach Wilson for, you know, a couple games. Or yeah, like so the 15 quarterbacks they started last year. Right. They keep, you know, switching it up on him. So let me ask you this: Does that make it seem like he's almost quarterback proof? We have quarter, we have players in this league who are quarterback proof. Uh, I think it's too early to tell just now, just mm-hmm. yet. Um, That's like fair. I, yeah, I want to see what he's got. Maybe after the, if this season and he blows up, then yeah. But I want to see that first. dog in him. All right. He appears to have that dog in him. <laughs> um, all right, let's go through nine through twelve. I have Tyreek Hill at 9, T. Higgins at 10, Stefan Diggs at 11, and the only rookie I have in this top 12 
Jackson Smith Najigba, JSN. Okay, that ain't bad. I got um, I got Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. I got JSN at ten. Okay, all right. I think he's I think he's going to blow up, dude. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got Stefan Diggs at eleven, and I got uh, Chris Olave at twelve. Okay, so you and I have a difference of Higgins and Olave. Yeah, I'm I think. Okay with I, too. Yeah, I think Higgins for me would be like thirteen. 13. Okay. And I, mm-hmm. actually, believe it or not, I had a lave at 13 if we decided to go there further. You go. My thing is, is that I think Higgins has been very consistent, even with uh, Jamar Chase there. Okay. You know, um, I want to see what Olave looks like with Derek Carr. See, that's why I put him in the top 12. You think he's going to blow up with Carr? Yeah, so last year he had 72 receptions with 119 targets, 1042 yards. He averaged uh, 14 and a half points. He had four TDs, so that's not, you know, um, fantastic. Nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. He averaged, he averaged 14 and a half yards per catch. Not um, He had 13.2 uh, fantasy points. But, um, yeah, last season, I think with, um, you know, the lack of quarterback – it kind of it kind of screwed him there, but with Derek Carr, I think it's a big upgrade. Mm-hmm. Before um, I get into my before I get into my uh, breakdown of a, if you're asking yourselves why are Diggs and Hill in our top twelve, it is because both of them for that at least the next two to three years are going to be in the top five of wide receiver scoring, just because of the offenses they're on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that. Even if Hill were to retire in 2025 like he claims he's going to, I think that he can still be a number one guy for the next two years, which is obviously great, you know? Right, if you want to win now, yeah. Um, If you're looking into the future, you'd have to think a little bit more. But yeah, I think he can get you a league now. I, I like to look at it in two to three years, and I think both of those guys are going to still be there and the top, up, upper echelon in the next two to three years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my highlight player for this is going to be my number 12, Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I watched a bit of JSN, mostly in the 2021 season because he was hurt a lot this year. Uh, the kid's a stud. The kid is a fluid route runner. He is quicker than a hiccup. He doesn't have a whole lot of speed, but he's quick. He knows how to separate. He knows how to use his leverage. Stuff like that. Are you laughing at my quicker than a hiccup? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm laughing at. (laughs) Um, You may be wondering, like, how is he going to work with Seattle with them having DK and Tyler Lockett? So I I did some research a little bit. The OC in Seattle is Shane Waldron. He was the passing game coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams from 2018 to 2020. Right. If you go back and look, in 2018, he had Robert Woods finish as wide receiver 10, Brandon Cooks finish as wide receiver 13, and Cooper Cup finished as wide receiver 51, but he only played eight games. So he knows how to make 
three wide receivers look good in an offense. You know, 2019, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, wide receiver four. Robert Woods, wide receiver 14. Uh, Brandon Cooks, wide receiver 51. He missed four and a half games. So, again, he, he makes it happen with three wide receiver groups. I yeah. think he is the next up-and-coming guy. Uh, I think he has a possibility to be in my top eight next year. It just depends on how he looks this year. I'm excited. He yeah, is looking a, crisp. Yeah, he is. He's, he, it's like a, a breath of fresh air with him running in there, a young guy. I think it kind of is like it's like – Almost like the circle of life. You see him coming in, and you can uh, you can you could see Lockett getting to the end, and then just kind of they, they have it out with Lockett in his contract next year as well. Yeah, it kind of like it kind of like phases him out, and it like you don't miss a beat. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. I think eventually it's going to be DK and him running the show. Um, this also yeah, depends in, on Geno Smith too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, dude. I was like, can he do it again? Like, can he, is he that guy that he was last year that got him paid? Or, you know, is he not? It's, it's, who knows? I mean, some players turn it on late, um, mm-hmm. especially at the quarterback position. So it, he could be, and we could be wrong about him, but I, I doubt it. He, but I'd I, like to like see. I said, we've been seeing videos of training camp. He is just, He's building a rapport with Gina, which is great, but he's also just routing people. Mm-hmm. He is just getting open. He's he's a he he could be an elite separator. Yeah. My crazy thing, Ohio State is just breeding wide receivers. Garrett Wilson, yeah. Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Marvin Jr. Harrison Jr. <laughs> it is it is a wide receiver pipeline right now, which is crazy. Yeah. And you want to know the best thing about all this? They interviewed Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. They asked him who's the best wide receiver. They said JSN. Really? So let's go. Load nice. up on the JSN. Go get him. Yeah. He's going to be he's going to be very good. He could be your next Amon Ross Ape Brown. That's kind of how I have him comped. Yeah. Is a if he can if he can, uh, if he can catch anything like him and not drop the passes, that's that's a hell of a player to be compared to. Mm-hmm. All right, so we are going to get out of here. Uh, we're going to get back into our dog tags and dogs houses next week. Uh, again, this is Michael Anthony and Rich McAteer for Win Daily, and the Dynasty Dogs are out. See you next week.